0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cast Dice, the podcast that explores the great big wild world of tabletop game that exists today. It's been said once or twice, mainly on this podcast, that we are in the middle of a gaming renaissance. There are just too many good games that we can spend our hobby time and our hobby dollars on, and it can lead to a serious case of not knowing what to play next. And I guess that's the purpose of this podcast. It's to talk to the people Uh, who play these games that I enjoy. And I know I just said that wrong, but I'm tired and it's a long day. It's also to talk about the big industry events and to talk to the people who create these games. Now, rather than rolling out yet another new game system this week or digging into something a little more meta, I thought we would take a, a tiny step back. And we do this on this show every two or three months. And I invite a friend on, to to sort of generally talk shop about gaming. And as I just played in a Star Wars Legion event recently, something, a game that I have been inadvertently throwing shade at for a while, I thought it was only fair that I addressed that. And yes, we will talk about Star Wars Legion a bit, but I have a feeling we're also going to talk about a number of other games and uh, different things we've been up to. And I have had people saying, you never talk about what you do with your hobby on the air. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that as well. And if I'm going to have a friend on, of course, I'm going to have one of the coolest guys in gaming, one of my favorite guys to play, and someone who I finally got to play again recently, my main man, Jermaine. Welcome back to Cast Dice.
1: Thank you very much for having me. You are too kind with your words, sir.
0: Man, every time we play, it's good. It is fun. It is. Now, I I suppose we should mention, first of all, what we played recently. Now, if you've been following the Facebook page, you will have seen I have been on a bit of a OPR, one-page rules, grim, dark future run this year. Uh, I played, of course, in the Warpling events earlier this year. And, um, you know, there were some good run-up games with our friend Dave Hunsdale for that. And then since then, I've played a ton. I invited some friends over and we showed a bunch of friends how to play uh, at the house, ran three tables, had six people playing at once, um, and then just played a ton of casual games. And uh, Jermaine wanted to come and bring his Ultramarines. I had my Death Guard. So we played Grim Dark Future 30K uh, uh, and had a great time with it. At least I did. Jermaine, it was your first time playing the game system.
1: What were your thoughts? Uh, It was awesome. It was awesome. It was a nice, I mean, we got two games in, uh, mm-hmm. in a sort of casual gaming day, which doesn't really happen often with games. You, you can normally sort of do the one game and, and that's it. So it was nice to get two full games in. Um, yeah. Really smooth rule system. And I feel like maybe 10th edition Warhammer coming up might be stealing a couple of things from the one-page rules uh, kit there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. And I'm sure we'll do another show fully on Grimdark Future one-page rules in general soon. But having played a lot more of it recently, I think there's a few brief observations that we can talk about there. Um, One of the things that you said, Jermaine, I mean, just then, obviously, is that we got two games in in just a casual afternoon. It wasn't a long day of gaming. Two games, casual afternoon. You had never played. I was teaching you how to play. And we got two full games in, in what we would normally in probably less time than we would play most game systems. We played full games from beginning to end. They were fun. And we were, you know, as they say, gas bagging the whole time, just catching up because we hadn't seen each other in a while. How good is that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen often. I mean, as much as I love 30K uh, yeah. in the time that it took us to play two games, we'd, we'd be at the top of turn three. <laughs> yeah exactly um so it was really nice it was really easy to get a grasp of um obviously i I had looked at the book beforehand um but seeing it in play and on the table and as you said we were talking we were chatting we were pretty casual uh weren't playing slow weren't playing fast just kind of at a casual pace and we Mm -hmm. ended up busting out two games and two really good games at that so yeah exactly really good system Uh, um I'm looking forward to trying out some of their other stuff in particular the um, they've got a square-based fantasy mm-hmm. version I think it's regiments I think it's called That's right yeah so that so that looks fun when I don't want to have my mind melted by the sixth edition Warhammer rules um, mm-hmm. and the rule book that accompanies that which for better lack of the term is like someone was on their way to the print room. They dropped all the pages and they just reshuffled them around and then said print.
0: Are you talking about one of my favorite rule books of all time, the Warhammer 6th uh, edition book?
1: It's it's an amazing system, but my goodness, why is the rule for barding with horses in the movement section? Is yeah. Little oddities like that make, make me giggle, but it is a great system. But I, I, I would like to try something that's not going to take me six and a half hours to play. Uh, yes. and bust out my square base chaos army. So, looking well, to that. I want to bring
0: out my Skaven again because uh, the Skaven were. I did go to that sixth ed day that um, our mutual friends uh, ran down the coast, and I brought Skaven, played two games, and in our three games anyway, in every game that I played, it's it, it went exactly the same. I slaughtered <laughs> more than half of my opponent's army in the first couple of turns. And then the second they got anything near my army, it was like you have, um, what is it? Oil and you put a little drop of water and it all goes whoop out to the side. Well, my yes. army would just ran in mass. And they were like, wait, is that supposed to happen? And I was like, I told you my army wasn't that hard. You just had to get here first, buddy. Um, and I <laughs> lost every game and it was glorious. But it wouldn't be nice to play Skaven in a system where the fiercest mechanic doesn't make them all run the instant somebody gets within 20 inches of them.
1: It's so bad. Once they panic, they just, they're just they all gone. They're just all oh. gone.
0: All it takes is one, and then they're <laughs> all <laughs>
1: gone. They're just yeah. all gone. I i really enjoyed that day because my Archaon killed Vlad. So that's yeah. – I don't care what happened for the rest of the day. My Archaon killed Nick Beatty's Vlad, and I'm happy mm-hmm. with that.
0: Well, I well, I don't know what makes it sweeter, both Archeon killing Vlad, the uh, the vampire lord, or the fact that it was Nick, you know, sorry, <laughs> Nick Beatty's, uh, Vlad. Uh,
1: yeah, it's both. Was- oh, it's both. Oh, it's both, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I love you.
0: Man. Oh man, well he's gonna stab me because I almost said Nick Gentilly, and the reason <laughs> I'm gonna say that is because. Um I talking about hobby. I am getting ready for Nick Gentili's Giant uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol event that's coming up. Day, Days of Future Past 2. Um one was last year and I spent a lot of time painting terrain for that. Um I'm using it as an excuse again because last year was such a good motivator for me uh to paint terrain. So I'm going to paint more terrain. And our mutual friend Hayden is hooking me up with the Punisher's war van, uh, so I can't or battle battle wagon, uh, war van. I can't remember exactly what it's called, embarrassingly now. Um, but I did love the Punisher books in the early mid '90s, and of course that was how he got everywhere. And just being able to put that on the tabletop will be great. I finished Deadpool's taco truck uh, for an event earlier this year. Uh, but I have a secret table that I commissioned, uh, a mat from scratch. It was designed digitally. It's been printed. I have it. I have all the 3d print terrain on top. Jermaine, you know what it is and you're not allowed to say what it is. Um, but spoilers, it might have to do with my very, very favorite Marvel comic. And it's probably not one most people are thinking of because most people forget it was Marvel comic, um, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited to get some more stuff done. Uh, Lee Avery hooked me up by buying some cheap stuff at the Axes and Ales uh, buy swap sale on the weekend. And so I came back from Tasmania to two big plastic bags of Marvel Crisis Protocol terrain that I'll be adding to the city stuff that I've gotten. So I'm looking forward to painting lots of cars, streetlights, and magazine stands in my immediate future. Yay. Um, but Not just me playing Marvel, you've been playing Marvel. Um, What has, I mean, we were supposed to play in a Marvel event together and I, like a punk, had to drop out because end of term exhaustion. Um, How are you finding Marvel, Jermaine? Because I know that you and I have very similar feelings about comic book movies, comic books, and fun in general.
1: Yeah, Marvel is one of my favourite games uh, in the last couple of years. It's definitely... My, it's it's in my sort of top three of rotation games. You, you know how we all kind of have games mm-hmm. uh, that are sort of steady in the rotation. Marvel is one of them because it's easy to bust out. It's a three-by-three three table. Um, I get to essentially play with the toys that I had when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's super appealing to me. Um, At the moment, I'm running magneto and his merry band of misfits and it is simply because it reminds me of the cartoon it reminds me of the old classic cartoon from the late 90s so being able to see that on the table is so much fun and the game the game's great the game's smooth it's you know you can show someone a game and the next game they're pretty okay to go on their own uh, The rules are uh, simple enough, and then from there you've just got to learn your 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 crews. I I often describe Marvel as Malifaux without the headache at the end.
0: Yes, that is exactly it. I loved Malifaux. I loved the world. I loved the models. Um, I thought that the game was really well put together, but I just, I, as I described it on the show in the past, it was like trying to swim in the deep end when you didn't know how to swim. It was just the the learning curve for that was a cliff, and I just and I think part of it was some of the people I was playing with are high were high end tournament players, and I just got my head kicked in so many times. <laughs> um, and don't get me wrong, I had a lovely time playing it. I really enjoyed it, and I lost tons at that game. And I kept playing it, um, but I have a much I, I felt like I was outclassed every time I put a model on the board. In that game, this game, Marvel, um, I also feel like I'm really bad at the game, but I tend to probably win as much as I lose. Um, and I I know I have a game plan. I know how my stuff works generally. And I generally know what my opponent's stuff is doing on the tabletop as well. Um, even, you know, from even if I don't know what the character does before walking into the game. You know, so, hey, what does this guy do? Or, you know, what does this person do on the tabletop? my opponent quickly runs it down. No evil surprises. Um it yes. it feels right. I love the mechanic in that game where the more damage you take, the more power tokens you 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 accumulate. So yep. and that's how you use your superpowers and your abilities on the tabletop or some of them. So it means that the more, you know, by doing that, if you kick the crap out of your opponent, Um, That in combining with the fact that character cards have a healthy side and a wounded side. So you can never alpha strike someone completely off the table. You'll knock them down. Then they'll stand back up on their damage side, which often has more health than the healthy side. And they're fully powered up. And now they're going to kick you back. I love that about the game. Of course, it should be mentioned the Hulks can be alpha struck. But you gotta do something like 20 damage first. Good luck with that. Um what are your thoughts, Jermaine? Do you like that as well?
1: I love it. I love it. You you feel like you're never really out of it. Mm-hmm. Um I've been able to win games with just one model left. Uh and you know, it's as you said, you you can get knocked out, you flip over, but now you've got all this power to spend. Yeah, you know, so even even if you have a turn where you get two two or three guys sort of knocked out, which has happened to me, mm-hmm. you know, your next turn you've got power to burn, uh, which which makes the game really dynamic in that sense. And you know, if you knock out two or three of your opponent's models, you know, the next turn is gonna be rough. And it's it's a great mechanic. It's a great game. The models that they put out, they normally knock it out of the park. There's one or two that maybe aren't great, but the majority Mm -hmm. are amazing. And they've done a phenomenal job in making every character feel the way they should. They haven't copy and pasted anything. You know, Magneto feels like Magneto. Scarlet Witch feels like Scarlet Witch. Quicksilver feels like Quicksilver. It's great. Yeah, exactly.
0: And they've had a few iterations of... Some of the big characters at this point. There's a couple of Iron Man, there's a couple of Captain America's. There's there's a couple Modocs. Not that they're big that the, he's a big character, but there's a couple of Hulks and a couple of different things uh to represent different or those characters over different times in the Marvel universe. Uh and I again, just like you say, I feel like they've really captured the flavor of the character at the time. And it just feels really good. And one of the things that I think has gone strangely well for the game was that when it first came out world COVID lockdown happened almost immediately after. And we did see some games get released and that really hurt them. Marvel uh, seems to have grown and uh, through the use of TTS games. And as much as I am not a tabletop simulator fan, um, I like being face-to-face with people. I like to, you know, have a laugh and play a game. I I enjoy the social aspect of gaming. And I just spend too much of my life looking at a computer screen and editing podcasts. I definitely (laughs) don't need to play games online. Um, I think that that really helped keep the game going in its infancy. Um, And now that, you know, all the lockdowns are over, AMG, uh, Atomic Mass Games, was putting out characters slowly but steadily the whole time. And so now there is a hell of a catalog of characters to play and to choose from. And now they're getting into some really interesting corners of the Marvel Universe and characters I never thought we'd see. I mean, Squirrel Girl? Yeah, me too. I mean, really? Um, I. It's amazing. And I, you know, they keep slipping things in that I went, they'd never do that. Oh cool. They did that. And some yep. of the characters that I desperately wanted are on the I can put on the tabletop, which is amazing fun. Um, but it really does help you to create themed lists. Now, Another element of the game that I really like is the roster building system where you have 10 characters in your roster before the game. You show up, you're an opponent, you're, you and your opponent flip mission cards to figure out what mission you're playing, um, and then you figure out how many points. And then once you know what mission and what points, then you build what your team will be out of your 10 characters based on the points in the mission that you just flipped. So you never can quite go in knowing exactly what you're going to get. In fact, you usually don't. Um, and yeah, you can have some preset plans in place, but you kind of have to build on the fly. And I really like that the, the way that they encourage you to build those rosters to get you know the right team affiliation bonuses um, by taking themed character lists. I really like that about the game, but I also like that you can, you know, they, they won't get it right for something that has been as long running and twisted as the narrative in the Marvel universe. You know, with how long, how many years of comics are we talking almost a hundred. Um, and so by mixing it up and allowing splash characters to come in as well, unaffiliated characters, you really can create the narrative you want um, I, when the game first came out, I kept saying, I want to play the West Coast Avengers. I want to play the West Coast Avengers. But so many of those characters I'd never thought we'd see. And yep. now we have Moon Knight. Now we have, you know, the right Iron Man. Now we have, you know, all these characters that allow me to play that team. All we need now is Tigra and I'm all set. Um, whether or not she'll be coming later or Wonder Man, who I'm guessing will come once the movie happens. But I'm loving this, the narrative aspect to it. Um, And yes, you can, there, there are certain characters that, you know, aren't affiliated and never were in the comics. And, you know, if you really want to try and metagame it, that's cool. Um, You know, there, I'm sure there's stuff in there that, you know, breaks the average bear and is more efficient than everything else and et cetera, et cetera. But I haven't had a bad time playing that yet. The only bad thing I have is I can't figure out how to kill the super exciting Doctor Strange model. And so once I figure that out, the game's going to be lovely. But <laughs> which, uh, would you agree? I mean, am I just rambling here, Jermaine? Which which, which Doctor Strange? The The
1: newer one? The newer one, not the original one. I haven't actually played the newer one. So right. uh, I've played against the older one. And um, Magneto made short work of him.
0: Yeah, I was going to say mince me. I mean, the word you're looking for. By, um, by throwing
1: yeah. everything. Um, Funnily, the, the weirdest thing, like, I as, as you said, I love the range of characters that we're getting. You can never guess what they're going to come out with. Mm-hmm. Squirrel Girl was the one that got me where I'm like, what? I'm like, that's cool and all, but yeah, cool. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that. Um, One of the strange ones that they haven't brought out yet And I don't know whether it's a it's a rights thing to do with movies, but the Fantastic Four,
0: yeah. Apparently, they'll be coming at some point.
1: I would imagine they would. I mean, obviously, right? (laughs) Everyone's
0: expecting them at some point. They are one of the big Marvel teams. Um, But yeah, I think they're waiting for the stink of the last couple movies to wear off. Um, Yeah, yeah. Mm. and then possibly a reboot into the Marvel universe.
1: But yeah, uh, that's mm-hmm. that that's fair. I've expunged those movies from my memory, which is why it took yeah. me a second or two to Jerry what you were saying. Yeah, those movies are bad.
0: Well, I actually I know you were a fan of the Batman game. Um I actually have because the people who had the miniature game rights to Marvel previous to AMG was yeah Knight miniatures., yep. and night Knight had a at a game. they had a limited run of characters, and some of the models were really good. Well, I was able to get my hands on exactly one before uh, the Atomic Mass Games box released, and it was one of my favorite Marvel characters of all time, who is one of the Fantastic Four, the Thing. So my very first oh, Marvel so Crisis Protocol model is the Thing, and he still, yeah, cool. this many years in, doesn't have a doesn't have rules, doesn't have an official model. So I think I'm going to run him as Rhino. That's cool. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. That's some, cool. Good match. I, yeah.
1: I do remember that Night Models Marvel game. I bought the X-Men. Oh, cool. I bought the X-Men. Yep. Uh, a buddy of mine, Tommy, bought uh, the Avengers. So he bought Iron Man and Cap mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, and we played a couple of games and thought, oh, this is pretty fun. This is cool. And then when we heard the Marvel game was coming out, by atomic mass we thought oh, i wonder if it could be as good as the night models one because that was really fun mm-hmm. um and as good as the night models one was yeah the 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 marvel game by amg is far superior i, I must say um in every yeah. shape and form
0: <laughs> well one of these days we'll get nightcrawler kitty bobby as an iceman and uh yeah there's another yeah. one yeah yeah, some of my favorite X-Men. I, would,
1: I would love to see um, like old school X-Men like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Beast, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Bobby in those old school uniforms. Oh, yeah. In the, 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 the sort of first gen kind of daggy mm-hmm. X-Men uniforms, I think would be kind of cool. I'm also surprised we haven't seen STL falls for them either.
0: So there is an STL of Beast. I okay. have seen that, gotcha. Um, and there, and that's something that a lot of AMG or sorry, um, MCP podcasts don't seem to talk about. There are some fantastic three D print files uh, for for the characters for this game. And Amazing. yes, the original AMG models are fantastic too. And yes, I want to support the game. I want them to continue to put it out. But I have an embarrassing number of their models on the shelf behind me, most of which are still in the box and some are still shrink-wrapped. Don't don't judge me. Because um, <laughs> I, I do take my time with these models and I find the scale challenging. Um, I love playing the game. Um, I went to Conquest and played it there recently um, using the exact same list I took to CanCon. And I don't know if I said it on the show, please forgive me if I have Uh, I'm very tired. I, I actually won best painted weirdly, which I was surprised by. Um, but it, I'm not saying that to be like, Oh yay, go me. It was a, I'm taking so much time for each model that (laughs) I, I've, it just takes me forever. So I have so many unbuilt models that I really want to do, but I can't get myself to paint those models any faster. Um, But I think the answer for me for that is the 3D print models because I can get them done a little faster sometimes. Um, At least (laughs) they don't have the painful (laughs) Atomic Mass Games assembly. (laughs) Um, But I have to say, C27, if you are looking for Marvel Crisis Protocol 3D print files, they do some of the characters that I desperately wanted and they do them incredibly well. Of course, Jordan from Skull Forge, one of my favorite 3D print file gurus, um, his stuff is absolutely outstanding as well. Um, I am hoping I'm going to get my grubby paws on one of his uh, Weapon X uh, Wolverine, you know, with the, the helmet yep. and with all the wires coming out of him. I, I desperately want that model. Thank you, Hayden. Um, and so... Yeah, there are just so many good companies. And of course, Trident does some as well. I'm not such a huge fan of the aesthetic, but man, I know I've seen some people do really wonderful stuff with them as well. I think they are the ones who make Beast. And then there's other ones as well on top of that. There's so many. Man, yeah. so many good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's there's so many. That um, Jordan from Skullforge, I swear he must have the another inside track when it comes to Star Wars because an episode of Mandalorian or something will come out, and 24 hours later, um, you shouldn't actually look at his Facebook page if you don't want episodes spoilers, spoilers, right? Because <laughs> he he has them so quick. I think it was yeah. Book of Boba, mm-hmm. where you know there was an episode with I think um, Black Chrysanthemum and within like 24 hours, there was a STL of Black Sanson, which was great. I,
0: I think it's because our boy Jordan is that damn good, I think, is where we're going with that. It just Absolute makes me machine. wonder what he does with the rest yeah. of his time.
1: Absolute machine. Absolute machine. And and, and as you said, does some wonderful stuff. Um, so good. I just yeah, actually nice, got a nice.
0: bunch of his Dune stuff
1: oh, printed. Oh, yeah, that's nice. That's really Oh, nice.
0: man. Uh, yeah, I got a bunch of the Fremen, and oh, yep. they look so good, so good.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's really nice. I've I've sp- I've spent a small fortune at his at his store.
0: Yes, and uh, we will be talking more about Jordan in a second because let's segue from uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol to a game that I have been throwing inadvertent shade at for a long <laughs> time, and that's Star Wars Legion. Now, I do try and be positive on the show. I've always said that there's enough negativity on the internet and yet sometimes I slip and I actually got called out for this at the at the conquest event over Easter weekend. I was playing Marvel and someone came up and said, hey, uh, you know, I've listened to your show. They didn't say who their name was. I don't know. Hi, whoever you were, Um, but they said, you know, you've been bagging Legion a lot. You should come check it out. And I went, no, I haven't. Why? I haven't been doing that. And he's like, yeah, you keep talking about Star Wars Legion models when you're talking about other games and saying that you want to play other games, use Legion models to play other games in a way that it implies that you're not interested in playing Star Wars Legion. Like, oh, now I have a reason oh. to play with these models again. And I instantly knew that he was entirely right. So uh, yes, Drew and I did do a Star Wars Legion podcast on this network. Those episodes are still up. You can still find them um, beyond the first marker. And I love Star Wars. Always have, always will. Um, they were such a huge part of my childhood. Uh, you know, I went to see Empire Strikes Back when I was five and I swore up and down that I saw um you know, a new hope in the cinema, but I, I was born that year. So that, (laughs) that wouldn't have happened. Um, however, uh, I did realize later that they re-released it right before they released empire because it was prior to VHS. Uh, So I did see it in the cinema. I just, I had a little kid brain and went, clearly these are a long time apart. No, they weren't. It was probably a couple months. Uh, but i did i do remember vividly seeing empire which is still my favorite star wars movie anyway we got into star wars legion and i really struggled with the game um i struggled with it because i really wanted to take themed star wars lists i wanted to put the star wars universe on the tabletop and the rules were strangely similar enough to bolt action in a lot of ways that it should have been a really easy pickup for me but the fact that it was hard to build themed lists out of what was available and there weren't tons of stl companies running at the time um there were a few and a lot of them were really average at best um as the technology was just developing um i and then the lockdowns happened it just kind of killed it for me um but jermaine you bad man you (laughs) Talked me into coming to this Star Wars Legion event and it forced me to take another hard look at the game and it shouldn't have been a hard sell for me. It was a casual event um, themed around a heavy unit. Every army had to take one and I have multiple painted Star Wars Legion armies already ready to go and it was an opportunity to play a game that I had spent countless dollars and hours preparing to play. And then hadn't. So it, it forced me to look at the game again. And just like Star Wars Legion, I'm uh, sorry, just like Marvel Crisis Protocol, excuse me, as lockdowns happened, as things you know rolled out slowly, the Star Wars Legion catalog of releases spread out dramatically. It went from being two armies that you could play, Rebels and Empire, to five. And now there's all sorts of extra units, side faction bits that you can combine depending on the races that you're playing, and they're about to drop Ewoks, um, which I know are Rebels, but it's almost like another army. And yes, I'm buying Ewoks. Leave me alone. But it, I think it's now to the point where I want to play it again. Jermaine, are you? And we'll talk about the event in a sec. But am am I biking up the right tree here? Do you? Are you feeling something similar?
1: Yeah, 100%. When Legion first came out, you had uh, Imperials and you had the Rebels. And there was only one way to build both. You yeah. pretty much had to have Vader and Luke. Yes. Um, there was no variety in the armies. So now that they've spread out to technically five factions, if you include Shadow Collective, but now there's multiple ways to play an army. So my Rebel list doesn't look the same as Byron's list. Byron's mm-hmm. Rebel list doesn't look the same as Hayden's list. We take completely separate things and have completely different play styles. And you can do that within faction now, which is amazing. So I think once that happens to a game, it really starts to hit its stride. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is which is where Legion is at the moment. And Legion is in my rotation of games. I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm a big Star Wars nerd. But the fact that there is so much flexibility within list building, within characters, within units makes it so much more appealing because you know, with the models that I have, I can have two games that aren't alike at all. Um which which I have. And with the group that I play with, we do play very themed kind of lists. We don't um we don't we we all kind of have a backstory with all our things and mm-hmm. and you know that we all take our favorite characters and yeah Legion's just a fun time. It's just a great time.
0: One, I mean, I would like to point out that every three or four months, I would download an episode of a Star Wars Legion podcast. Usually, I would get a bee in my bonnet. I would watch a Disney show. I would read a Star Wars novel. I would watch a movie or something, and it would trigger something in my head. And i go, cool, Star Wars Legion. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. And I would listen to a couple podcast episodes. And I know I've said this before. But I always forget, and I sometimes am not the most clever tool in the shed, um, and I always get roped in listening to competitive Star Wars Legion events oh, because, or yeah. uh, podcasts because those are really the only ones that exist. I mean, the Outriders are, the I think, the most casual, and even they, they are. are occasionally, yeah, that that isn't good. We shouldn't play with those. Those are terrible. And it you get a really distorted view listening to some of the podcasts. And again, I, again I, I'm not meaning to throw shade here, but if I know that I've talked to some people on the when we played at the Star Wars Legion event recently who went through the same thing I did. So I yeah. think it's worth mentioning that if you listen to a lot of competitive Legion podcasts, they'll say, you know, there's only a few units that are good. Everyone's playing Dark Troopers. Everything's this, everything's that. Nothing's this, nothing that. And it's super hyper focused on the quote-unquote meta however i think the meta in this game isn't quite as (sighs) set in stone as people say it is and there seems to be having listened to a lot of episodes in the last couple of weeks to prepare for this event and then afterward a lot of people who like you know there was some surprise lists that went to world and people and then afterward a few people said yeah, maybe th- other things aren't as bad as we think they are. Try running what you want, folks. Yeah. Try, try not just to netlist the same <laughs> three things all the time. Yeah. And as Jermaine it's said, it was, I mean, this Star Wars Legion event we played at was sold out. Um, I believe it was something like 20 players. Um, but uh, there I were no it was eighteen, I think. 18.
1: Yeah.
0: And I did look. Yes, there were things that – there were some trends across the tabletop, but I think that more had to do with everyone having to run a heavy than anything else. And some of the factions don't have very many different heavies they could run. Um, But where I'm going with this is there was an unbelievable amount of variety on the tabletop. And the list that, quote-unquote, won – well, that didn't quote-unquote – that won everything, um, the gentleman who I played in the first round, Aaron – awesome dude it was full of the things that i heard someone say in a legion podcast recently <laughs> that you couldn't win with and was like yep. yeah hmm there's something yeah. to this
1: yep yep yeah i i totally agree there, there was such a variety of lists and quote me from wrong but i don't think we saw a unit of dark troopers in that 18 players nope
0: so Not the new one.
1: hotness the new hotness Everyone was like, yeah, I'm not running. Oh,
0: actually, I think I saw one, although it was a guy showing another guy's paint job. I don't know oh, okay. if it was <laughs> on the table. He may yep. have just been showing a model. But I did yep. see, because those some of those Dark Trooper models have the little jets coming out of their boots. And I yes. remember looking at the little jets coming out of the boots going, Oh, that's a pretty paint job. So there was at least one Dark Trooper model okay. at the event.
1: Okay, because I've, I've heard of events. Because... I actually listen to some of the gamier podcasts mm. so that I don't take accidental filth. So I <laughs> love it. I use it to fact check my own list and be like, can I take this? Oh, okay. I can't take two of those because that's considered bad. Um, so a lot of them, you know, at, at um, what was the one that just went past? I want to say it was LVO. I could be wrong.
0: I think worlds and worlds, um, yeah. LVO has happened relatively recently. But it yep. was, I believe it was Adepticon in Worlds.
1: Ah, maybe, yeah. So that one that just went past, the Dark Troopers were the hotness. I believe mm-hmm. in that. Dark Troopers and uh pikes as far as the eye can see. Yep. As many as you could take, which pikes are very good, but I'm not gonna take them in my rebel list because they don't make sense.
0: No, exactly. Yeah. And I'd like to point out the list that came second was the other quote unquote less useful um shadow syndicate troop type which is the black sun enforcers oh, it black was suns. an entire black sun enforcers list um, that had apparently a very characteristic pink paint job so everyone keeps talking about pink suns uh, but no they were the black sun enforcers um and yeah using the the bus that the rebels get to use it's also, also in shadow syndicate so also yeah the, very cool the next, and it, the black and suns if someone right, the, who, Sorry, go ahead.
1: The Black Suns are great. They've got red dice saves. They're great. Mm-hmm. They're, I, I used them a couple of days ago in my Shadow Collective game, and they're fantastic.
0: So I, I, I Shadow of the Empire uh, was a video game that I enjoyed in the 90s. I read the comics. I read the novel. Um, r- looking back uh, with older man's eyes, I look back <laughs> and think, Prince Sh- Sh- Shizor? Sizor. Uh, however, you want to pronounce that. Maybe the most problematic Star Wars character of all time. Um, as in, possibly date rapey and awful. And I don't ever see Disney putting this person ever uh, <laughs> on anything. Um, if they're going to rename Boba Fett's ship, he's never going to see light of day, for the record. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. And probably for really good reason. However, um, I love that story arc Um, for a long time. It was the only extra Star Wars we got beyond the original trilogy and some novels. So I was like, wow, extra Star Wars. This is great. Um, And so I want black sun enforcers in my, my list. And so I bought a bunch when Shadow collective came out and I didn't have time to paint any for this event, but I did realize that I had all of these scum and villainous models that I'd painted up over the years, all the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back, um, Penda Baba and Dr. Evansans, uh, a bunch of, uh, uh, God, why am I blanking? Uh, Utini, why am I uh, Jawas? So I had all of these extra models kicking around. And I said, you know what? These I've been wanting scum models for years. So I'm going to run a squad of random scum dudes uh, as my black sun enforcers. And I painted the the uh, oh, what is it? Bill Burr model because <laughs> everyone says I look like Bill Burr because I'm from Boston and I'm bald <laughs> and I have a beard. Anyway, uh, I painted him to be the squad leader uh, just so I could get my own names, you know, face on the board and uh, so to speak. And it was amazing. They were so much fun to play with. I added them to my uh, stormtrooper battle for Minbin army. Um, So it was all mud troopers. And yeah, I didn't have a I didn't have some sort of lightsaber user in my force. It was just a bunch of dudes running around with an ATST backing them up. It was so much fun. (laughs) so much fun i think the game is exactly where i want it to be now and adding to that you know the thing that's really pushed me over the edge if playing the game and having such a good time wasn't enough i don't even like him in return of the jedi that bad but i want to play murder bears so bad
1: (laughs) i think everyone does i think everyone's gonna have an ewok themed army i i i want a list where it's just hairy people it's just with ewoks and and um chewbacca uh, and, and wookies i'm gonna yep. i'm gonna try and make a list where there's just hairy hairy boys everywhere
0: i love that they're repackaging the atst uh oh, and phenomenal. now yeah. when when you buy it you not only get <laughs> the imperial stuff that was there before but you get an alternate Chewbacca card, which mm-hmm. also comes with the Ewok box. I think it comes yeah. with the Wicket box, um, and it gives you the ATST card yep. and a Chewbacca like torso, arms, and head that sticks out of the top of the ATST.
1: It certainly does. Yep.
0: Yes. 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 More of that, please, sir. Uh, I, I would really like this. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some more Star Wars Legion in my immediate future because that game was so much fun to play. I, I, sh- I should mention, I did play Aaron in the first round, um, the guy who eventually won the event. Uh, and yes, he was still drunk from going out the night before. So that was funny. Um, he was running droids. Uh, he had Darth Maul, Three droidicas, which everyone tells me are the worst things in the world. Three units, no less, not three. Um Pulse and that sticks. was wow. Ouch. Yeah. And everyone was like, You can't win with that. He did. Uh and he yep. had a you know, he had a big tank and a few other bits and pieces. And it was, you know, it was a rad game. It was an objective grab. We we're running around. We were playing long way across the table. Uh it was the lowest casualties of any war game I'd ever played. <laughs> he killed t- two of my models and I killed one of his. And that, that was
1: it. He's amazing.
0: That's- <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid, but uh, yeah, he won. That was great. Uh, three objectives. He had two. I had one. That's how the crookie crumbles. Uh, nice. And then I got to the second game. I played our friend Pat who, uh, Beat me uh, in, I believe he beat me at uh, Albert's Marvel Crisis Protocol event earlier this year. I may be making that up, Uh, but it was lovely. Got to play him with his droids, but he was running a totally different list. Um, He had the bodyguards. He had the spider walkers. Um, Oh, yeah. It felt like a totally different army. Um, yeah. which, you know, is really great because the last couple times I'd played Legion in an event, it was, oh, you're playing that army, same models, that army, same models, yeah. that army, same no- models. And then I ended up playing Byron. Um, the TO, I should say, let me play Byron. I love Byron. Hi, Byron. And, um, my fine Canadian friend and I, uh, faced off his rebels versus my empire and man, his list was totally different than my (laughs) rebel list and I honestly didn't know what to do Um, I'd never faced most of the models he had taken and so it was like playing a brand new army on top of that it was really cool and again all the games were fun Um, they've really cleaned up some of the game mechanics in the last couple years since Atomic Mass Games took over Um, and I, I really, really like how the game is playing. It seems less fiddly. It seems yes. more streamlined, but not yes. at the expense of the game experience, if that makes sense. It just makes more sense. It's less gimmicky. And with all the new characters and all the new, you know, because different leaders give different, attributes to the armies that they lead now there are so many characters that give such different feels to the army on top of the different unit types in those armies it just feels really good to you know you it's like you're actually seeing some of your favorite characters on the tabletop and as you said before it isn't just luke and vader all the time
1: (laughs) yeah right but Yeah, yeah it isn't just vader force choking people throwing yeah. saber at people. Yeah.
0: But Jermaine, are you, are you picking up what I'm putting down here? Are you, you jiving? Yeah, man?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had an awesome day as well. Um, but as you said, the game is a lot smoother now um, since the last big rules update, which I think was sometime last year where they just, it wasn't so much a rules update, but I feel like it was just more of a sort of clarification with some of the rules, some of the line of sight stuff, some of the yeah. cover mechanics. Uh, we're fixed up just so that, as you said, it just makes sense as opposed to going, oh, we should look that up. Yeah, Legion very much feels like, well, if it makes sense, that's probably the rule. And then you look it up and you go, well, it is right. It does make sense. Yeah.
0: They're also listening to the community. Um, and so they, they do a repointing of the game, I believe, every 12 months, which they is yes. good, which... You know, make sure that if something isn't working or a unit is working too well, uh, it is sort of brought into line with everything else, which is great. You know, because it it just means that more units are being used more regularly, which is, you know, creating variety on the tabletop adds, you know, more decisions, more tactics is a good thing in my opinion. Um, But it also means it isn't like every two weeks, like. Warhammer 40,000 yeah. seemed to be at one point and people were getting yes. really annoyed. And as someone who has been playing One Page Rules grim dark Future this year, um, two of my armies, while I played them since February, have become unplayable because parts of my army have either been removed from the list or have been repointed in a way and re- like the, the unit choices have been changed so that I can't run them anymore. Now that's fine. I just, re, you know, I play around with it a little bit and then it works just fine. But those updates snuck up on me several times and I actually <laughs> played in a legal list against a friend, not knowing that they changed the army list the day before. And then that night when I was talking to him, I went, oh, oh, my demon prince isn't in this list anymore. And it's fine. I could have pulled a different demon prince from a different list, but it would have been a different model. Having those changes, and I'm sure there's a list somewhere of when those changes are coming for Grim Dark Future. I don't want to throw shade. I love that they're constantly updating the game. They seem to really be on the cutting edge of what's working, what isn't working, and if something's broken, changing it. But that was an interesting interaction that I'd heard a lot of people complain about Warhammer 40,000 and I hadn't experienced. Yeah. Um, I really like you know, one to two year point updates. They are updating rules and unit cards and things like that, I believe twice a year. Um, And one of those, they add repointing with it. So I think that that is a healthy turnaround time Um, and it makes sure that they're making the right decisions. Jermaine, what do you think?
1: Yeah, they're very proactive with that kind of stuff. I, I think they do put out smaller ones throughout the year when they see the need to. Like okay. I know, after a big event, um, they increased the points of pikes.
0: Oh, did they? Because
1: uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I, I think there were forty points, uh, and they went up to to forty eight points. So mm-hmm. once once they saw a sea of pikes, they they thought, "No, we should probably do something about this." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are very proactive with it, and um, it's good, you know. But as you said, it's not it's not as constant, so that you play a game. And then, you know, you might download a new list and you're like, that wasn't there before. Well, where's, mm-hmm. Where did that keyword go? Or how come I can't fit this list? How come I can't fit these Wookiees into this list anymore? Why, why am I five points over? Yeah. So it's it's frequent enough so that it's fair, but it's it's still consistent enough so that, you know, it's, it's not a pain in the bum.
0: Yeah. It's not like I just painted finished painting my demon prints, which I did, and then all of a sudden it wasn't there anymore and went, oh, yeah, that felt bad. I didn't like that. no
1: well I think I think even in our last game where you ran your demons, there was like a new rule that you hadn't seen before and thought yes. and you you actually said it out loud, you're like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, literally, they totally changed. So, that was the other thing they did with that. They totally changed the rules on how the demons played. So, I had played demons one way in a couple of games, the exact same army, my eyeball army. Then I reprinted the army list out to play our game and the, you know, the couple of casual games when I had people over to the house. And all of a sudden, all the rules were different. All the all the weapons were different. It was like a brand new army and went, oh, wow. okay, this (laughs) is strange. So I had to actually go back. Most of the point levels were roughly the same, but the units that how they worked on the tabletop were completely different. So it was a very different feel. Um, when you play them, I understand some of the reasons why they changed them. Absolutely, some of the units that I had before were very good, um, but yeah, it. I feel mm,
1: that that one snuck up on you. Yeah, that one
0: totally snuck up on me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's totally different. Okay.
1: Yeah, I remember your your face reading reading your page of rules and just a very puzzled look.
0: My one page of rules, hence the one name. One page of rules. One page of rules. was different. Yes. Well, Ewoks and murder bears aside, um, I did get the rest of, because the episode of The Mandalorian that um, Bill Burr's character originally appears is in the first season of The Mandalorian. I think it's episode six or seven where they do the jailbreak and The Mandalorian helps a bunch of thugs um, break it. Tw- twilight uh yeah out, yeah phenomenal out. episode phenomenal. yeah and so i have that gang of hooligans um and so i painted the bill burr model and now i have the rest of the gang that i need oh, to nice. print and of course those are from skull forge jordan's work is outstanding but i hadn't painted a skull forge model in a little while i think the the bucky was the last one i painted for Marble oh, cross yeah. protocol and God, I forgot how much I enjoy painting his stuff. The the yeah. folds of the fabric, I don't know what it is. They take the, the paintbrush really well. And it, yeah, just a pleasure, a pleasure to paint. And I, I look forward to painting the rest of that crew. And conveniently, they just happen to have the right number of models for me to run them as Black Sun Enforcers. Oh, so,
1: awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So that's what I'm gonna be working on in the Star Wars Legion universe. Do you have any nefarious plans, my friend?
1: Star Wars Legion, at the moment I'm probably gonna keep cracking on with Shadow Collective. So I mm-hmm. was running Rebels for the longest time, which which I love Rebels because there's so much variety with the Rebels. Like the current list I'm taking at the moment has Dinjarin in it, yes. uh some Wookiees. Um, you know, I've taken old man Boba Fett a couple of times which is fun you know i've taken a uh, return of the jedi luke which mm-hmm. he's just he's just a straight up is he's, he's a murderer um so i think i'm i'm, I'm leaning into shadow collective at the moment because when they came out i bought two boxes worth they're all painted up and i feel like i need another box of them so yeah. i'll probably be purchasing another box of shadow collective and and painting one more unit of Super Commandos, one more unit of Black Suns, uh, and one more unit of the Pikes. I I won't paint up another Darth Maul model because painting his face almost broke my soul.
0: Oh yeah, man! I I literally one of the reasons I bought magnifying glasses was to paint that face.
1: <laughs> it's it's sculpted in, which is great, which is fantastic, but. It is still, it's tiny. So I'm only going to paint that model once or (laughs) technically twice with a game that's coming out.
0: Yeah. I was about to say, and we're going to get to that in a minute, but before we get to that, um, I was digging after the event and I think I mentioned it in the car ride home. I I think I have a, and I went digging and I do want to give a shout out to another beautiful bald man from the, the great city of Boston, Matt Ballard, who sent me, was able to get his grubby paws on and sent me the snow speeder suit Luke, the pilot Luke model that is Ooh, a limited nice. edition. And I have been wanting to paint that for a long time, uh, but I keep getting afraid to paint the orange. And so I... I I I think I'm going to have to finally do it, though, because I keep keep looking at it and going, yeah. But do you ever I mean, you're mentioning. Darth Maul really did kind of (laughs) trigger that in me. There are certain models that I'm afraid to paint.
1: Yeah, that Luke
0: is one of them. Um, The the Vader, the uh, even, even though he's not a limited edition model. I have, I think, four or five Vader models. I haven't painted one. I do not own a painted Vader. I own <laughs> two Imperial armies. And you gotta remember when I started playing Star Wars Legion, there wasn't like there was a lot of leaders on the Imperial side. Oh, there was, I still there was don't just Vader. <laughs> two armies, no Vaders. Um, I have got to there's some of these models that I just have to just get over my fear and paint. And yeah, um, yeah. that Luke and the Skullforge damage Vader are the two that... Oh,
1: that's a nice one. That's I think nice
0: the next one. school holidays, yeah. I'm going to set them out. And I'm going to start in the morning. And I'm going to see where the day takes me. And I'm just going to yeah. try and get them done. Because, Yeah. Oof, so sweet.
1: Yeah, the the last model I had besides that Darth Maul, the, the rest of him was fine. Just the face. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. just the face the last model before that that I had put off painting for the longest time because I wanted to do him justice was Magneto.
0: Oh, wait.
1: So right? I, I, I left him till very last. I mm-hmm. literally painted up all the Brotherhood models uh, that had been released and he was literally the last one I painted because um, he's the leader. He's going to be the focus of the crew. Mm-hmm. You want him to look good. You want... And Magneto is one of my favourite characters as well. So you yeah. want to... You want to do it justice, so I was nervous to paint that, like red and purple and stuff. I've painted previous, and I'm very comfortable with it, right? But I, I wanted to nail the paint scheme on him, though. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was that was that was nerve wracking, but but I got it done.
0: Can I admit something?
1: Yeah, I had similar feelings. Like
0: you, I've painted red and purple countless mm-hmm. times. Uh, you're currently painting a 30K purple army. You have no problem yes. with the color purple. Yep. I was so afraid of painting that Magneto that I literally sent him to the United Kingdom and <laughs> good friend Andy Singleton, the wonderful man behind va- uh, Volley Fire Painting Service, painted him for me <laughs> because I was too scared to
1: paint Magneto. That's fair. It's a big character. It's a big, oh, and it's a it's a big imposing model too. It's it a is. it's a whopper. Like it's yeah. like I felt more nervous painting him than I did the Hulk Buster suit.
0: Yeah. Well, there's another model yeah. that I'm actually terrified of painting. I mean, it's weird. Models like the Hulk, models like Modok, no problems. The Hulk took a couple run ups at because it was a big model and I couldn't quite figure out. The skin, the the sentinels, no problem. Certain characters, I just die. Um, I love painting white. It's one of my favorite things to do. I I can't get myself to paint Moon Knight. I don't know why. I love Moon Knight. I love painting white. I just can't get myself to actually assemble and prime that model.
1: You love painting white. You, sir, are a madman. I love mad painting white. You're a madman. I've painted Moon Knight and i've i accidentally once put him in the pile of primed models because no. i thought he was just primed when i actually had painted white so oh, yeah wow. my moon knight is okay it's not he doesn't make it into a lot of lists and it's not not it's it's not cuz i don't want to use him it's just i don't want to look at him so <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh poor mark specter <laughs> Actually, a very
1: good unit, it's a very good model on the table. I just don't look at it,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. And as I said before, he's one of the West Coast Avengers that I desperately want to field. And I love it, you know, a lot of people, oh, Moon Knight isn't a West Coast Avenger. He was look it up, he wasn't when I read the book, anyway. Um, Jermaine, you mentioned another face that you have to paint. Oh, I am very excited about Star Wars Shatterpoint, the new atomic mass Marvel crisis protocol scale as in the similar number of models um, game. It's not an army game. It is a small skirmish game on a tabletop, larger models, although they are slighter, they are more the animation style of the clone wars, even though it's going to expand out of the clone wars. This game is very highly anticipated. A lot of people have been digging into the rumors, and then they leaked the rules early, just like they did with Marvel Crisis Protocol, so you could get to know the game before you you actually got it in your paws. I have run away from the rumors. I have not listened to the podcast. I actually don't want to have this spoiled for me until I get it in my grubby paws for a change. Um, But I'm wicked excited for this game. My wife gave it to me for my birthday and every couple of weeks she turns to me and says, have you gotten your birthday present yet? And I say, no, it's not (laughs) out yet. And she's so pissed off that it has not arrived yet. Even though I told her it isn't out until June. Um, She's still asking. And so I am looking forward to this in many ways, if only to ask her, stop asking that question. Um, that said, I have pre-ordered a few of the boxes and some of the terrain.
1: I'm very excited for this. Jermaine, how about you? Yeah, my wife doesn't know it yet, but she's bought it for my birthday, which is until February next year. So, <laughs> love it. <laughs> I'm calling it in early. I'm, I'm, I am really pumped up about it. I, I got, a, for a little bit, I was like, no, I'm having a lot of fun with Legion. I yeah. think I can, I think I can hold this at bay. I will eventually get it but mm-hmm. I don't need to get it day one. I'm okay. And then I heard, um, I think it was Krabok on YouTube mm-hmm. who had seen it face to face and sort of um, got a look at the models and a bit of the gameplay uh, demoed by Will Schick. I think his name yeah. is. That's his name. Yep. Yeah. And he said, and this is the one that got me. This is the one that broke me. He said at the start, he goes, this isn't like Legion where it's a big overarching two armies. It's, he goes, it's a, it's like the end of an episode of Clone Wars or the start of an episode of Clone Wars when you've just got a couple that are fighting over something. And he said, you could almost hear, you know, that announcer's voice at the start of an episode yes. of Clone Wars. Once he said that and it painted the picture for me. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I'll buy it day one god damn it Mm -hmm. so day one i will be picking it up and painting it as quickly as i can because i want to get it on the table oh man uh i do have to say our good friend
0: ian wayhill from the uk has hooked me up with the skull forged fremen thank you very much sir and actually now that i think about it got me those scum models uh so man he's come through big time but he also printed me a shadow, uh, sorry. Um, keep wanting to say shadow collective, but no. Um, why am <coughs> I on the name of shadow this Point? game now? Shadow, Shadow, shadow Point. Point, um, Princess Leia. Oh, and my. so, I that is a, a model wearing white that I am looking forward to painting because I know where I know how to paint the folds, and that would be easy. I can do this, and that might lead me to Moon Knight, anyway. Um but uh, just looking at the models that are coming out and what really got me super juiced, I was like, yeah, it's cool. I'll get the game. I'll you know, talk about it on the show. I'll probably play it a lot and buy a few things. It'll be great. But you know, I'm really enjoying Marvel. I'm enjoying Bolt Action, all these other games. It's great. And then they leaked the picture of Princess Leia in the bounty hunter outfit from the beginning oh, yeah. of Return of the Jedi. And it just, I want to run lando in the guard uniform leia as the bounty hunter chewy and manacles i and the, you know the the r2d2 with the drink tray on his head that's what i want to run now and i yep. mm, and vader yep although i might have to man up and paint a vader at some point maybe three
1: <laughs> different scale anyway Yep. the um the other one that got me, and again it was leaked photos, uh, it was finally we're getting Aura Sing mm, yes. on the tabletop. So and and I think that's great because it's I think Shadow is gonna lend itself to putting in more of those kind of obscure characters that won't yeah. fit necessarily into an army for Legion. So I think we're gonna get more characters like that. So, I know Aura Singh comes with some Scum scum and Villainy models as well. Mm -hmm. So, that's going to be awesome. Um, Obviously, in the box set, we get sort of Clone Wars era stuff, uh, which is great. That's never a bad thing. And then, Mm -hmm. um, did you see the Luke and Vader diorama? I did. The one that no one can get? No, 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 no. This is the one for Shadow Point.
0: Oh, wait. I thought that was um, Vader and Kenobi.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Vader and Kenobi. Sorry. Yes, it is. Yeah, from the show. Okay, it's... cool.
0: No, I did see that. And I do want that. I want middle-aged Obi-Wan versus, you know, fresh-ish Vader.
1: Fresh-ish, juiced-up Anakin, yep. Yes,
0: I definitely need that in my life. And I love. I know a lot of people looked at the leaked pictures of that and said, oh, why is Vader holding something? That, uh, um, that he has an optional hand. He can just be involved yeah. Darth Vader kids.
1: It's all good. But also he's Darth Vader. He can hold whatever he wants. I know. Right. Like no one's going to tell him otherwise. No, exactly.
0: <laughs> Maybe a sassy Obi-Wan saying hello. There, but, um, no one else is going to get, yeah, I think,
1: I think Obi-Wan would apart from Obi-Wan, no one else is saying anything to that guy.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But I'm excited because we might get, you know, some more fun scum models, um I'm looking forward to more Mandalorian stuff. I know that yeah, there's Mandalorians yep. in Star Wars Legion. I know there's many there's actually multiple Mandalorians. There's character Mandalorians, characters wearing Mandalorian armor. There's, you know, super commando Mandalorians, there's all sorts of stuff. Clan Wren Mandalorians for Star Wars Legion. I get it, but yep. you still can't run a Mandalorian army by itself. No, yeah. no. I'm hoping they change that. But I love after having watched so many episodes of the Mandalorian that now, you know, you can, I think you can run an all Mandalorian list in this game and you don't have to paint an army. It's like five, four or five models. It's cool. I, I'm down. down. P- put me in that, coach. Even I can paint that.
1: The, the one crew that I'm really looking forward to using, and only because I want to see people rage, is um, Padme and her handmaidens. <laughs> Look, like why? You we're going like to like
0: Jar Jar for a second.
1: I I hope they include Jar Jar Binks. I can only hope they include Jar Jar Binks because I will include him. He could be the most useless model in the game. I will I will include him <coughs> just just to see rage. I love it, baby. I love it. Just, just you no know one down. But who knows? They they honestly might they really might you don't know where they're going to go with this if it's if it's kind of the same thing that they did with marvel as we said like who expected squirrel girl like yeah right who who expected padme and her handmaidens? yeah exactly but
0: (laughs) to, to go with the marvel thing i was thinking about this walking home from work today um if we think about where mcp went there's characters you know they're all human size but then there's the bigger characters and yes, this isn't going to be a game where I don't think we're going to see a lot of, you know, vehicles, obviously, because it's an infantry skirmish. But what if you got like a Wampa? How cool would that yeah. be? Or a Rancor. Oh,
1: that I was thinking that's a bridge too far, oh, but would it be? Well, imagine, well, Marvel does, I don't know if you've ever seen them or played them, but Marvel does those ultimate encounters. Yes. Where, yes. Where, yeah, like imagine like an ultimate encounter with a Rancor. Yes. I'm I buying like that box think, day sir. one. That's, mm-hmm. You've got me there, which they might be following the same model as Marvel. If they're coming out with this sort of terrain diorama piece with Obi-Wan and Vader, which Marvel have, I think, three of them now. Mm-hmm. So if they follow that and they do ultimate encounters with things like, yeah, a Wampa, a Rancor, That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I
0: hope they keep the Marvel model because there aren't Marvel models that you can only get at a convention and not get anywhere else.
1: Yeah, I know the Legion one you were talking about that you could only get at, I think it was Star Wars Celebration. You could only get that one. And um, now people are hocking them off on eBay for exuberant amounts of money.
0: Yeah. There were also, I believe they're also at Adepticon, but same idea. At Adepticon as well. Yeah, yeah but there's a very there's very few. And I, you know, I, I can I have the Luke. But then there was um there was an Obi-Wan, I believe it was an Obi-Wan versus Anakin one. Maybe it's just Obi-Wan. Anyway, there's a few of these limited things that you just can't yeah. get. And I don't like that. No. In a I, I would like, especially since the only place you can get them is if you go to a convention in the United States, yeah. and we live in Australia. So I would just prefer, could, ladies and gentlemen, can we just do the what they did with the Weapon X bunker, which you get a nice little bit of terrain, you get a motorcycle, you get the alternate Logan, you get the alternate Sabretooth. They have slightly different cards. They're pretty it's a little expensive, but I can buy it. Give me that. That's what I want.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the expensive bit, my brain doesn't recognize anymore. It just goes, just buy it, Jermaine. (laughs) You're going to buy it. Yeah. So as long as it's available, as you said, that's, that's my main concern. The, the expensive bit, I'll cross that bridge when, when I get to it. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah.
0: hundred percent. Well, uh, Jermaine, we are unfortunately nearing the end of our time. And if you don't mind, I would like to talk about a bolt action event for just a second. Um, much. I'm running an event called Megatron Down Under, and I will be talking about it more seriously for more length and more vigorously on this show moving forward. Um, In fact, I was supposed to do it a couple of weeks ago when tickets went on sale, but it sold out pretty well instantly and work got weird and I haven't had time to do it yet. So we are using the exact same format that Alistair Unicom is using in Scotland for Megatron 3000 and Megatron 3000, the follow up, um, which is happening shortly, um, which is an event where... You are, you, you are not allowed to use basic reinforced platoons in the game. Um, sorry, for the event. You have to use theater selectors. But the kicker is you can't use theater selectors from the armies of books. They have to be from campaign books or theater selector books. The idea is it gives people reasons to go out and buy them or to use the lists and units that are in the back of those books that are normally unavailable. And just looking at the variety of lists that have come in for this event, we have 26 paid players at the moment, which is capacity. We have one person on the waiting list and it, man, the lists that are starting to come in are different. Um, It is a very different event than what we normally see down here. And it's really cool to see. Do I want to see all these lists at every event? Yeah, actually, why not? Let's have some variety. Let's mix it up. We usually see a good variety of lists down here. We're hardly playing meta-chasing lists in Melbourne, typically. But, man, the lists I'm seeing are pretty wild uh, in a really fun way. So I'm excited for the event to happen. It's happening on the 17th of June. Um, If you are interested in coming, please just type Megatron down under... There was problems with the algorithm when I was creating the event. So mega is one word, Tron is one word. And yes, I know Megatron isn't normally one word. Uh, sorry, is normally one word. I am a transformer nerd. Um, It's mega Tron down space under. So it's four words to find the name of this event. And if you look for it on Facebook, you will find the event and all the rules for it are in there we have had a few people who have had to drop and I have two people at the moment who might need to drop. And now I do have a name on the waiting list, as I said. Um, And if one of the players drops, of course we'll still be sold out, but that means there is a very good chance. We will have uh, a spot open on the day or two. I mean, we are still in a post COVID world where, you know, people do get sick and can't come out to play so if you are going to be in melbourne around that time please do reach out we will try and make as much room for people as we can Um, this is an event that is officially sponsored by warlord games and of course through war and peace games those guys always support so well the prize box for that arrived today from war and peace and it is amazing so there is a lot of great prizes that are happening to this event and our good friends over at Laser Shark are cutting some really nice, fun uh, goodies for players um, that they can take home at the end of the event. So it is going to be something a little different for the Bolt Action community in Melbourne. Uh, and I am really looking forward to it and just seeing what happens on the day. So, yeah. Boom. Look for more information soon. Um, There's all sorts of stuff. Now, uh, there are several bolt action events coming up that I will also need to talk about and one that just passed. Look for an event uh, discussing episode shortly. Jermaine, am I missing anything else in the gaming world that you think is exciting? I just got what a cowboy. It looks amazing. I'm thinking about using my scum models for Star Wars Legion to play because basically the Mandalorian is a spaghetti Western, right?
1: It's, it's a cowboy film, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about playing What a Cowboy with Star Wars models. Again, I'm sorry, folks. I am talking about using Legion models for yet another game.
1: <laughs> You're doing it again.
0: But I really want to play this game and I don't have time to paint cowboys.
1: Amazing. Um, if you are looking for someone to play that game with, I will repurpose some old Malifaux models that I have that are doing nothing.
0: I also have old Malifaux models that we can use for this game, and I believe I have the Malifaux terrain that matches, that would suit our playing in the Old West perfectly. So this is a thing we
1: need to do, my friend. Yeah, done, done. I'm, I'm actually surprised there's not more cowboy games, uh, tabletop-wise. To be honest.
0: Yeah, it's true. There's some. I think I really do think they nailed it. I really do like the look of this game. Gunfighter's Ball is a wonderful game as well, as is Dead Man's Hand. Um, so there's some good ones. But for some reason, this game, and I I, I want to give credit. Somebody said it uh, on when I posted the picture on Facebook that I got the rules. Somebody said, are you using Star Wars Legion models for this? And I am sorry. I forgot <laughs> who it was. But. Immediately went, sat up in my chair, choked on my coffee, and said, Yes, yes, I am. Thank you, (laughs) thank you, sir. Ha, Uh, I will be doing that. Um, but I do also want to take a second, uh, while we're talking other game systems, to acknowledge how awesome it is that the 7TV Kickstarter is on the verge of ending. I think they have three or four more days, a time of this going. Uh, going live and publishing um, but they have crushed every goal a thousand times over I am using hyperbole here but a uh, multiple rounds of uh, stretch goals have had to be put up in place and uh, man Carl has exceeded every target he had hoped for this. Uh, if you want to find out more about the new 7 tv rulebook, it's not a new edition. It's a new rule book that combines the rules from the different box sets that have come out over the time and has sort of pulled it all together so that now all you need is one rule book. And um, if you want any of the really cool scenario packs that can add on to those, you can do that. If you want to pull character cards from different places, you can do that. It just makes the game way easier to pick up and play. Um, not that it was hard before but it makes it cheaper and easier. And man, I can't wait to get that rule book in my hand um, because he's going to be doing some rad things with just 80s um, plus uh, seven TV horror and so many different cool side genres to add on to that. And I can't be happier for a nicer guy to find such success. So can't wait for that. And the way he rolls out Kickstarters, hopefully those books will be hitting our hot little hands uh, really soon. And, you know, knowing Carl, they will. So I'm excited. Nice. Jermaine, I think that might be our time. My good man, thank you so much for joining me as always.
1: No, thank you very much for having me, mate. It's always uh, fun and always an honor to be on this show, my friend. Oh,
0: brother. It's always, always good. Now you are coming over and we are playing What a Cowboy with Star Wars. And you're going to have to play some Star Wars yeah. Legion with me while we're doing that. Right. Done. Done All and right. done. Sold to the man with the sand model. That's me. Done. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, when <laughs> you are playing the games that we know and love, I hope that your dice roll hot. I hope that your beverages are cold. But more than that, we at Cast Dice hope that you are having fun. Stay safe out there, guys. Good night.
1: Another day
0: rise in and sun A few cracks of in Another Heineken He's a-